You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. Hey guys, this is Garrett. I'm with you the Cannabis Hangout stop. today, and it's uh, Brandon Saba's show. <laughs> yes, thank you for welcoming us, Garrett. Um, I'm Saba. And my name is Brandon. And today we have Garrett with us. Um, we're going to be talking about PTSD and cannabis and how they go hand in hand. Yes, yeah, so Garrett, we're just going to ask you to tell us a little bit about um, your experience and um, you were in the Army and just give us a little bit of a background on you okay so i graduated in 2011 at Edmund memorial i went straight into the army like five days after graduating uh, it was the best time of my life i went to intelligence and uh <laughs> did my four years got out and uh didn't realize after everything i did in there what was going to happen next and basically that's where it all unfolds and mm-hmm. i did a little stint in treatment which was like the best thing that ever happened to me and started smoking when we were talking about it brandon mm-hmm. ever since it's kind of been my go-to if I'm having those moments or depression or anxiety. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. <coughs> okay, so you told us how, how, blah, sorry, getting tongue twisted. Spit it out. How, <laughs> <laughs> how old you were whenever you went in and then um, you got out at what age, you said? I joined at 18 <laughs> and I got out when I was 22. Wow. Um, well, I just want to say thank you for your service. We really appreciate you. you, Garrett, and all that you have done for us and will continue to do for us. I'm your hero. <laughs> you are my hero. Um, so how has, I mean, you kind of spoke on it, but how do you feel like, how do you feel like cannabis has like impacted you as far as like over the, you know, over the last couple years and just how you like to who you are today? And gotcha. How, Let me yeah. backstory real quick. Yeah, so, we need a little bit of a backstory for listeners. Well, yeah. So when I got out of the army, that's when it all began. I mean, have you guys ever heard of the term downward spiral? It was absolutely. Yeah. So I spiraled out pretty bad. Um, I mean, I was just doing about everything, um, just getting high all the time. I mean, it's self-destructive behavior and how like PTSD works is there's like triggers and stuff. So usually like emergency, like cop lights, crowded rooms. I mean, just a lot of people to me that just kind of messes with me. Mm-hmm. My, my, my mind goes somewhere else. It's like, all right, what am I going to do if like shit hits the fan? How am I going right. to get out of here? What like, and it just gives me the worst anxiety. Like I can't even go out to bars really. Like I go to like low key places mm-hmm. and, uh, isolate. That's kind of the biggest one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I started smoking, um, it kind of like opened up my mind, kind of gave me like a lot of more positivity. And ever since I started smoking, uh, I noticed tremendous changes, uh, especially in s- when you deal with PTSD, uh, you want to feel some like different kind of way. Same with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, a drug or drinking. So smoking to me, it, it calms me down. It gets me away from that urge and, um, when I started doing that, I noticed changes in my lifestyle, like working out, um, just small things like going outside, taking a walk, leaving the window mm-hmm. open, reading, just kind of be healthy overall, and even like dieting too. Yeah, for sure. I will say when I'm really high, I'll go to McDonald's. But <laughs> I always see you, you walking. What do you get at yeah. McDonald's? <laughs> what do you I get? did bring fries. I got Burger King. <laughs> what do you get when you go to McDonald's? 
I'll get a Big Mac and a 10-piece McNugget meal with sweet and sour sauce. Nice. Large fries and a large Coke. Coke. Wow. Right? <laughs> Coca-Cola. You, know you know how much I love Coke and Dead onions. McDonald's Coca Coke. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <What's> McDonald's <again>? Coke. <laughs> how much you love Coca-Cola. Mm. Let's be way clear. Okay. Not to get off in a rabbit <laughs> hole about munchies and the stuff that we eat when we get high. Um, so how are you managing, like, I would say flashbacks or just like just PTSD in general before you are using cannabis to do it? Oh, okay. So the best thing ever happened to me, I went to treatment for it. And there's actually one of the counselors and doctors was military and he went through the shit himself. I uh, went overseas, which is beyond what I did. Um I talked with him. That's like the biggest thing you mm-hmm. got to talk about it. So before marijuana, I was actually seeing like a therapist. I saw him for a year straight. I saw him every week, mm-hmm. um, every, I think it was Friday at a two o'clock. And his name was Matthew. Coolest dude in the world. He would like hype me up. He'd be like, Gary, you're doing well. And I'll tell him some <laughs> shit. And he'd be like, Gary, what are you thinking? Do you think that was mature? And they talk about that um, a lot, like emotional maturity. Yeah. So when I went to treatment, this is messed up. I am 27 years old now. The, uh, my counselor told my mom, he goes, he has the emotional capacity of a 17-year-old. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, he just Aww. wants to party. He just wants to live it up. And he goes, but he's self-destructive. Like, that's the scary part. And that's mm-hmm. why Gary and I talked throughout the 90 days I was there. And I had to open up. I had to tell my family everything. Yeah, and that's hard. So basically, uh, when, you living, when you're living in truth, you don't have to, like, lie anymore. You don't mm-hmm. have – if you tell people the truth, you don't have to follow up on the mm-hmm. stories and – Blah, blah, blah. Living in honesty, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And I had another question that I wanted to ask, too. Um, So, kind of with marijuana becoming medicinal here in Oklahoma and you finally being able to, like, maybe not take pills for, you know, your whatever you have going on. Okay. So with marijuana, how was, how is the VA? Like, what would you say? I I know that was probably a can of worms, but how have they, how have they approached it with you and what are, are they cool with the marijuana part? What were they trying to do? Are they helpful to you? Yes. Okay. So the VA, I think the Oklahoma city VA is great. The doctors are great. It just sucks because say if I got a staph infection or the flu, they say coming in two weeks. But there's mm-hmm. a behavior program. I went to detox there so much, I can't even, like, I don't even know where to begin. But anyways, yeah. the nurses were telling me, like, have you tried marijuana? Can you smoke? I mean, the VA off the bat gave me, like, Zoloft, Abilify, Trazodone, Xanax. Oh, damn. Wow. I don't even know. Like, the word Trazodone is like a sleeping pill, but it's also, mm-hmm. like, an antidepressive. I mean, I mean, you go to Trazodonia. so talking with the the nurses and the doctors they were like when you get the chance uh try the Oklahoma uh, medical marijuana program just get into it um just find what is good for you because obviously pills aren't doing anything right and I 100% agree uh matter of fact like what people don't know is like hey if you're dealing with anxiety not only do you want to feel some kind of way but you're taking a pill for it and mixing alcohol and other substances with it Mm -hmm. completely messes it up Mm -hmm. so when I was doing that before marijuana, they said I was like bipolar, but the DSM for like psychology says you have to be clean for six months to get a clear diagnosis or at least 30 days off the substance. Mm-hmm. So here I am, you know, drinking Xanax. I got antidepressants in my system and long story short, um, I took all that out, started smoking and uh, I just feel a lot better. That's like really it. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Whenever you first like started smoking again, I knew like a huge difference in you yeah. and like your demeanor, the way you were, sure, yeah. your headspace, you know, just in, in general, just. I was a little nutty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We all are in some way, shape or form. But I think it's great though. This is like, so when I started smoking and you knew about that when I got off probation, everything, yes. seeing the therapist, uh. And that was another big reason, like little yes. tiny bit of a backstory, oh, yeah. Garrett. You were on probation for a period of time. Federal you couldn't probation. smoke. Okay. They wouldn't let, yeah, they wouldn't let you. You couldn't do it. smoke or anything, so you would drink instead, mm-hmm. and that's how you coped with that. But like, my name's anonymous, right? We didn't say the last name. No. I just want to say sorry to my PO. We can just we can just mention you as G Baby yeah. on here if that's what you prefer. Yeah. So what I remember when we were talking a long time ago and I said I want to smoke, I think it would be great because I was drinking a lot. Like mm-hmm. and I asked her, I sent a letter in, I even sent it to the prosecutor. I was like, Hey, I have friends who are in a state program on probation, they can smoke. I would really like to smoke. My doctor's like, I'm off all medication. They're trying to put me on something. Like, I don't want to take another pill. I just went to treatment for a pill. I'm in your guys' custody Mm -hmm. because of a pill and substances. And they're like, Mm -hmm. as you know, we wish we could do that, but it's not federally allowed. Like, it's not legalized yet. It may be upon the state. So that sucked. That was a huge blow. Like, that was just, they can't really help you. They're just like. So in starting smoking now, I noticed this. I don't want to go out as much. I don't feel like I need a drink. Mm -hmm. You guys ever heard of FOMO? Yes, you're yes. missing out. You like, have FOMO, Garrett. Major FOMO. Man, I have that sometimes too. But when I when I smoke, I say fuck FOMO, man. I'm like in my room, mm-hmm. Netflix, like The Irishman. That's a great movie. I'm not even kidding, you guys. But like, I'll just sit in my room. Die Hard Avengers fan. I'll just go smoke a bowl, and that's it. My yeah. parents are like, hey. You're not drinking, so yeah. we'd rather you do You're that. You're not being yeah. crazy ass. You actually oh, yeah. like have a whole different demeanor, everything so, going on. One thing I will credit is like sobriety. Like Everything's got to be done in moderation. Mm-hmm. Even when I was doing it in moderation, I just wasn't happy. And smoking um, kind of fills that void for me. I've maintained employment. I don't get arrested. I don't get pulled over, speeding tickets. I don't even, Everything has completely changed since I got out of the Army. Wow. I've been yeah. fired from like six different places. Highway Pizza fired me because I took a six pack of beer at the end of my shift. <laughs> I got caught. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun little story. Dude, for real. Oh, Garrett. Um, um, I love that. So, do you, did you have like an aha moment where you felt like, I mean, you did, you said you talked to um, multiple people who said, you know, try cannabis, but did you have like a moment when you tried it and you were like, this is like, this is it. Like, I'm, do you remember that moment? I do. It, it wasn't the first day I smoked. I rolled the blunt and that scared the living shit out of me. But the second day when I started like, okay, you got to think back here. You just, you haven't smoked in almost a year and a half. Okay. I smoked like a little bowl and mm-hmm. it chilled me out versus a whole gram. <laughs> I mean, when I think about smoking weed, I just think about a blunt. That's what yeah. I was used to smoking of too. Of course. Yeah. So you so, started with a blunt right when you got back yeah. into smoking by, I to yourself. Into a coma. <laughs> oh no. You weren't gonna even pass it to anybody. You nope. just did it for yourself. It you was were just so excited. Me. <laughs> you it were was, so excited. Well, I like to romanticize like weed because like rolling a blunt for me, that's yeah. peaceful. It's yeah. like going mm-hmm. to see a movie. Like I'm buying a ticket, I'm sitting down, got the popcorn, and I'm just waiting for it. And as in waiting for it, getting ready to smoke it. Yeah. So as I'm rolling, I'm like, oh my god, I miss this. This uh-huh. is like, this is like magical. <laughs> I it, love that. Oh, Gary, yeah. that was a great analogy. Thank you. I got an analogy. Romanticize weed. Yep, love that. Definitely. I mean, don't romanticize alcohol. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that one out. <laughs> Leave it. 
else? What did you want to dive into next, Um. um. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is wandering around us. She is in here with us because I think that she will not bark if she's ne- near me versus being locked out of the room. Moppy. So, um, so when you have flashbacks or you don't feel okay, um, how does cannabis help with what you're doing? Like what... Do you have a specific way that you're like, okay, like I'm not okay right now. This is what I need to do. Whether it's like hitting your pen, whether it's eating mm-hmm. an edible, whether it's smoking a bowl, like, and how do you feel like, like mentally you kind of transform into, you know? Um, I will say the biggest for me with flashbacks is sleeping. Yeah. Uh, in public, it's a different thing. Cause I got to go to work. Obviously uh, for me, I just, I work in car sales. Mm-hmm. I cannot talk to someone baked. I'd be like, yeah, dude, it's a nice ride. It's a BMW. Yeah. Like, I drive a Hyundai. <laughs> That car to me is like a Lamborghini. But anyways, uh, at night, that's the worst. And that was probably before cannabis. I was, uh, I'd have nightmares. I'd wake up sweating. You know, I honestly convinced myself that heartburn or anxiety, a reason Mm -hmm. why I couldn't, Mm -hmm. like, I just could not sleep every time I closed my eyes. uh, It it, it just wouldn't matter what I was dreaming. I wasn't even dreaming. Then I would just start freaking out. I think about everything, everything I've done, like, army before the army after mm-hmm. the army and there was no way to like mellow yourself no. out mm-hmm. it's like my mind is out of control no yeah. way to mellow out uh-huh. and uh smoking at night i mean i've been doing it every night mm-hmm. yeah it's your medicine yeah. you're it using it every is. day it beats advil pm every day yeah <laughs> definitely um so uh, that leads me into ask do you find a certain strain or edible or concentrate that you prefer more than others i guess the users want or the users <laughs> our listeners the listeners <laughs> our listeners yeah our listeners want to know okay so what is your preferred strain i like pens a lot in public it's okay. it's kind of different i can do that i can go to dinner i can go out with friends and a pen's just fine but it's very indica, convenient it is convenient mm-hmm. but like it hits differently than like flower does for sure i so agree 100 percent. everyone's like when i like I smoke my friends out at work, my coworkers, and they're like, Gary, is this an indica? I'm so tired. Like, I've seen people get couch locked at my house, and they're just <laughs> done. And I'm like, it chills me out, but I can still go out. Totally. Yeah, everyone's it, affected differently. It yeah. is. So, sativa for me, and I have, I've had some hybrids. Of course, I smoke sativa, and I paneled it just fine. I had a good time on it, but indica all the way. Yeah, really definitely a nerving, calming your nerves. Mm-hmm. Yes, always. 100%. Yeah. Do you have a specific strain that you like? So <laughs> I bought an ounce of, what was it again? Brand, what did I get? Gelato. Gelato. Yeah. Mango Gelato. cannabis. Yep. Shout out to mango cannabis. Yep. So that lasted me like a whole month. It was perfect too. That's and awesome. I, I know the Keith build up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> did you remember to check the Keith or were you just like letting it build up and then you were going to open it for a surprise? I think it was like three weeks when I came over here. Or no, I saw your video on your Instagram, oh, yeah. your story. And I was like, damn, she's got a lot. So yeah, I, went, I got a lot, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and checked mine. There was so much in there. I was wasted. <laughs> Sorry. Gary's really been waiting to do that, to do that guys. I had to so find the right moment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was amazing. <laughs> 
Um, that's great. Uh, Sab, do you have anything else you'd like to hit on maybe before we closed this episode, wrap this one up for today? I don't think so. Garrett, what do you, do you have anything you want your users? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I keep saying Is there anything that we didn't ask you that you want to share with people who are listening or just Mm. anything that involves what we've been saying? I would. Uh, if anyone, the listeners who are listening, not the users, <laughs> not the but users. if anyone's dealing with, and I know I've affected people and I know people who are affected mm-hmm. with PTSD, anxiety and all that stuff, talk to someone. Um, if the medicine's working, I'm not talking down on it. It's helped my family members, but uh, I would say talking about it is the biggest thing that I can do, like mm-hmm. beyond a pill. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, smoking for me has you know, calmed me down. I know night times can be hard, especially when triggers in public, uh, having a pen conveniently is awesome. I mean, you're just thankful for it all around, huh? Absolutely. But I would encourage people like if they do have it and they do smoke, Mm -hmm. take it with them, like give it a shot. If you don't have a medical card, go get a medical card, take a pen with you. It's worth to try it out. It is. Absolutely. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to get high and go get food. Like, yeah, or high and not have anxiety, or maybe exactly. your whole body's just like. <sighs> I mean, it, it's for me life altering. It changed like my path, even though I was already going on the right path, uh, mm-hmm. getting my shit together. But help, like smoking, has like it's eased it. Not even, yeah, it's like fine tuned it. It's like now I know what I want. Go um, and I love that. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for sharing everything not that you problem. said with us. Yeah, thank you guys. We really appreciate you. And again, I'll say it one more time. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Is that red? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, thank you for the pen smoking me out. And I just want to say, y'all my little favorite sativa divas. <laughs> y'all get high. We love you, Garrett. We thank love you. you. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for next week's episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.